Hey everyone, welcome to Divi Chat. Thanks for turning in to another episode this week of the brightest Divi minds from all around the world share our knowledge and expertise of running businesses and developing websites with WordPress and Divi with the greater community. Excuse me. <laughs> I've got myself on live and I started playing in my ear, so I totally apologize for that. That was very strange. <laughs> you know, tonight we'll be you'll be listening to episode 18 using the visual editor or not. Let's get chatting. But before we do, let's say hello to our esteemed panel. Let's start with Gino. Hey, everybody. Gino here from Monterey Premier, and you can uh, follow me on Twitter at G-E-N-O-Q. Thank you, Gino. Hi, Leslie. Hello. I'm Leslie Burnell of A Girl in Her Mac, and you can find me on Fitter and Twicebook. <laughs> Facebook and Twitter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. At A Girl in Her Mac. <laughs> it's going to be one of those nights, yeah, I can already tell. Jet lag is kicking in for you guys, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah Oates from Endure Web Studios, and you can catch me at Endure Web on Twitter and Facebook. Awesome. Hi, Terry. Hey, guys. Terry Hale here with MyZagorn Inc. I'm on Facebook at uh, MyZagorn, and we used to have little blurbs that showed how to spell our names, so I'll spell it M I Z A G O R N. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Glad you're here, Terry. <laughs> me too. Hi, Tim. Hey, everybody. Tim Streifler here, and uh, you can find me online at DiviLife and TimStreifler.com. I don't really use social media all that much, so um, you can find me there, but you won't really find a whole lot. So, <laughs> Right. Fantastic. And my name is David Blackman with Aspen Grove Studios, and you can find me at AspenGroveStudios.com or on Fitter and Twice book like <laughs> it's the new it. they're the new ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, tonight's topic ought to be a, a very interesting and good one. We're going to discuss one of the newer features in the Divi theme, uh, the front end visual editor. So <laughs> we've got you know quite a bit of experience, pros, cons, using it, things we'd like to see implemented into the visual editor that we think might make it better. Um, how you can use it to help improve your workflow faster, quicker, you know. Who knows? We be on the panel who uses it pretty much for the entire build of websites now. So that's you know, I'm real interested to see what what mm. they have to say about that. So let's get chatting about the visual editor. <laughs> Who's first? <laughs> since, well since Tim uses it the most out of all yeah. of us. I'm going to go ahead and try <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah. that, that was your idea. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've, I've now built, I think, three full websites, or I should actually, I've done two full client websites with the Visual Builder, and I've also done a layout that I gave away during my Black Friday sale at Divi Life. And um, part of the reason why I, I kind of committed to using um, the visual builder for those websites was I wanted to learn the ins and outs of it. I wanted to um, 
get used to it uh, because with any type of, of software or, or plugin or theme, there's always a learning curve. And and so even though the, the visual builder carries over a lot of the backend builder um, kind of concepts with sections and, and rows and modules, um, there there is a, a learning curve. There's things that are done differently because it's done visually instead of the um, you know the blocks that you get in the back end. So um, I have a couple main things that I've kind of found that are way easier to do in the front end than the back end. Um, so the first one on my list is padding. So um, in the back end, you can do padding and margins um, within the builder, within sections, rows, and, and modules. Um, but it's a setting, so you're you're physically typing in. You know, you want 20 pixels of padding um, in the on the top, 20 pixels of, of margin on the bottom, left, right, etc. Um, but with the Visual Builder, you're just you're dragging and you're seeing those changes live. And so, um, when I was building websites using Divi's backend builder, I found myself kind of uh, constantly um, trying, you know, 20 pixels and then saving and then refreshing um, and then using the uh, built-in web inspector in Chrome to kind of fine-tune it and stuff. And it was just taking a long time to, to do something as simple as, as padding and margins. And so now with the Visual Builder, it's just dragging um, those uh, sections and rows uh, to get that desired look. And so I can see what I'm doing in real time. Um, so th for me, that's that's probably one of the biggest things. Uh, a couple of things that go along with it uh, is font sizes and colors. Um, being able to see stuff live to me, it's huge. And so now, uh, anytime that I, you know, find myself in the back end, I'm constantly trying to get back into the front end, into the front end builder, so that I could see something live. It, it, I've gotten to the point now where, when I am having to do something in the back end, I, I feel like I'm like uh, I have a handicap. Like you know, there's something like holding me back to, to really doing what I want to do with Divi. Um, because I've just gotten so used to that visual builder and being able to see everything happening live. Um, and so for me, after getting used to it, it's now, I'm now able to work faster um, because I can't see those things that there's not so much back and forth, you know, in different tabs and, and saving and refreshing in a new tab and, and so forth. I'm able to, to make the changes, save it, you know, I always typically check it in a different tab just to make sure um, because uh, especially in the beginning of, of 3.0, the visual builder, um, things weren't as they were supposed to be. So when you see something in the visual builder and then see it on the actual front end, it was different. Um, they fixed a lot of those glitches now. And so it, there is a uh, pretty good consistency between what you're seeing in the visual builder and then what you're actually seeing. Hmm. So that's, 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 that's kind of my, my main point. I have a couple other, but I'll, I don't want to, you know, talk for <laughs> 10 minutes straight. <laughs> that's good stuff, man. That's really good. I, um, my take on it is, uh, personally, I don't use it. I have experimented with it. Uh, definitely, you know, when it first came out, just kind of did some beta, beta testing. Um, and what my take on it is, um, I, I encourage folks to uh, learn the back end. I think it's a great tool. First of all, am I pro or against it? I'm pro. I think it's an amazing tool and feature. And I think that um, it's definitely going to serve the audience it was intended for. And uh, I, I know it's half the Divi users will be using visual, the front end visual editor and half won't be. Um, but so like for me personally, I like to stay in the, in the code side of things just because it, that's what I really enjoy doing the most. And so I like being able to 
figure things out using the inspector tools um, and right there live on the site. And it's sort of the same thing, but like Tim said, there's advantages to it. So to using that instead of the inspector tools. Um, but what I encourage folks is, you know, when you're just learning Divi, uh, I recommend looking at the back end first and understanding how sections, how modules, how rows, how they all work, how when you're moving them around. I think there's a, uh, uh, it's a lot more clear to understand because all the settings are right there in front of you. You can read them, they tell you what they do, and then you can hit the preview button right there. Uh, so once you understand all those things, then you go into the visual editor all those icons will make a lot more sense. The green outlines for each section or row or module uh, make way more sense. You know exactly what they are and what they're capable of doing. And so that's kind of been my take on it. Again, I don't use it on, on a regular basis, uh, but I do plan on covering it in an upcoming course I'm, I'm working on for like mastering Divi. So that's kind of my take. Cool, cool. I would agree with that. Um, I've listed myself as against before we started the show, but uh, as for for show prep, I went ahead and took a look again at the documentation, and I've been playing with it, and I think I can see where Tim and Gino both are coming from. I would I could say exactly what Gino said that I think if you have an understanding of the sections and then the rows within the sections and then the columns and modules within the rows, the front end builder will make a lot more sense to you yeah. as to, to what's going on. So I, I don't have a lot of to, extra to say about that. I don't personally use it a lot. I think I'm going to more now, especially Tim, since you've talked about building entire sites just with the front end builder. Um, I guess being old and inflexible and stubborn has kind of kept me <laughs> from it so far, but the encouragement is there so far. Um, one thing I did want to mention is that's not intuitive is that every time you hit your save changes button, you're creating a new post or page revision in your database. Hmm. So don't just because you're not in the WordPress back end does not mean you're still not saving revisions. And if you're not aware of that, those things will start piling up in your database and you're going to have bigger backups. And especially if you're on shared hosting, it could slow you down just a little bit. Um, most host computers are optimized for database and file access, but still you're, you're getting much bigger backup sizes. So uh, as part of the sh after show notes, I'll, provide a link to uh, SJ's little tutorial on how to limit revisions in the database. So that'll keep people from freaking out. You know, you work all day long on a page and keep, like me, I save after every little change <laughs> just so I can see what it looks like. And if you do that on the front end builder and then you go into your database and you've got three or 400 revisions of that one page in the same day, you're going to freak out. So that's just, something to keep in mind. You're still making a new revision every time you hit that save button. Yeah. And you could also um, make the argument that because you're able to see the changes live, like vi visually, that you mm -hmm. don't have as much of a need to save, to click that save button, opposed to when you're on the back end, you want to save and then refresh so you can look at it because yeah. in the you are saying. Oh, it, but, but you do because sometimes it crashes and then you've lost <laughs> changes and so 
I have learned the hard way that you have to press save more often because like, whereas when you're in the back end and you want to check it, you just click the preview button. So you're not actually saving it and you can like check out what it looks like in the front end. I have had times where I've tried like a number of different changes and something has happened and I just lost the whole thing. Mm. And so now I save more often yeah, for I, that very reason. I'm, I'm the, the paranoid over excessive saver in anything, not just with websites, yeah. but like <laughs> in college writing papers, like saving like after uh -huh. every sentence and stuff. So I, I, I do too. I save often as well because um, you can't really go wrong. Um, um, the hosting that I use, WP Engine, they actually don't have revisions, uh, page and post revisions, and so I don't even actually think about that problem because it's not even an, an option. Um, because they don't, like Terry said, they don't. Uh, it can bloat your database, and so that's why WP Engine doesn't even allow it. Um, but yeah, good point. I didn't know that. I'm with them. That's oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that either. That's, that's a good thing to know. Um, like any, not not even like up to. A week or something? No, zero. Yeah. But you get daily. You get daily snapshots, so you can one-click restore to, and you can run a backup at any point that you want to, as well as the one every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it's not a WP Engine show. In, in case you're just joining us, one thing that I failed to do in the very beginning: if you're new with Divi, what the Visual Builder slash Editor is. It's the front end. It's the equivalent of building the, a Divi website on the back end. It's just building it on the front end. And some of the things that they talked about, you know, I, anytime you have a new tool, somewhat, and was talking about in the beginning for some time. So don't give up on it right out of the gates just because you're not comfortable with it. Uh, because it could end up being, I was surprised when Tim said that he's built three websites completely on the front end. I can understand going in, editing, um, styling, padding, margins, font size, styles, font styles. That stuff's pretty, you know, I can see where using the Visual Builder will help that. Um, but building a complete website where you're, you're, you're doing all of the stuff that you normally would do on the back end, on the front end, kind of blown. One thing that I do want to say about this, you know, Gino was kind of talking about it and I kind of broke up for a minute. So if he said it already, I do apologize. <coughs> is intuitive in a lot of ways in that once you learn the Divi Builder and their color codes on the back, if you follow that same structure on the front, mm. the sections, models and stuff, those colors are on the front as well. So if you remember and know what, you know, the purple and the green and the, what they are, sections, rows, and modules, the grays. Yeah. If you highlight your mouse and go over it, that color is gonna gonna you know determine. Because sometimes for me, what I've found frustrating is like I'll put my mouse over something that we've already built because I want to see front end. I'll put my mouse over it and then I'll have like ten pluses and all this stuff kind of pop up. Overwhelming, like, oh, well, am I, grab am I grabbing the row, the section, this? And um, and then I realized Nick and those guys are pretty smart people the same way as the back end builder. Um, so if you're like me, you know, there's a, another thing. And I think another reason that I haven't really jumped into the builder, the front end builder, is just because I have a multi-monitor setup and 
with the front end builder, I can't move those tools off to another screen like I can with the developer tools, inspect elements and things like that. But still, I think it's, it's a really slick tool. I mean, no matter whether you use it or not, you got to admit it, it's pretty dang slick. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's really awesome. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, I use it a little bit differently. I'm not close to using it exclusively, but um, the way that I have tended to use it is more just because I'm quick in the back end. Like, I've got really used to how to do things. And it's a little bit like, you know, when you first start typing on a keyboard and like your two finger typing and you get kind of fast at two finger typing. And then to take the step into touch typing is like really, really slow. And it's like this really frustrating process where you have yeah. to like almost take 10 steps backwards in speed, but then you can get like fast, fast, faster. So I've kind of got about halfway at the moment where I'll tend to build the structure in the back end. And then what I'll do is I'll come into the visual editor and, um, um, have a look at you know how things are sitting. I like making content changes in the front end because you can kind of see how it's going to change straight away. I really like making um, background color changes because I'm often wanting to tweak by like just the tiniest yeah. percent on a gray or again with like um, when opacity. Like being able to do that stuff in real time I think is really helpful and the amount of time I've spent in the past going in the back end, changing it just to touch, going in the front end, checking it, going in the back end, you know. I think it is almost like replacing the inspect tool element. The next step that I really want to move to with the front end is like um, adding my, what are they called, classes and IDs in the front end and then making my changes in the code while I've got those two things up. So I'm still a little bit old school at the moment that I'll add the classes in the back end and then I'll go to the front and do the inspect element and then add it into my code. And I think I could be shortcutting a process by going straight to the front end, adding my CSS classes and yeah. doing the code while yeah. I'm still in the front end um, would make a big difference. But yeah, like I, I, I'm certainly finding editing a really useful way of kind of just tweaking things a little bit, getting things just looking a little bit right. But I have found quite a few glitches with it that I don't know if it's just me or if everyone's experiencing it, but there's some times where I end up just getting frustrated with it and moving away from it as well. So yeah. I'm keen to hear if Tim's found any glitches because I've got a few to name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but overall, I'm 80% really enjoying the visual builder when it's not glitchy. Yeah, and, and I, I definitely have found some glitches and it, it definitely can be frustrating. Um, one in particular is when you're trying to select a certain module and so you're trying to hover over the module, but it, select, it thinks you're selecting the row or the section instead. And this happens, um, I think, probably most frequently when you have like a really skinny row or you've like adjusted padding quite a bit and so the it thinks that you're hovering over a section or row when you're trying to get to the the setting and it's like, it can be impossible. <laughs> um, and so there's times where I get really frustrated. Usually what I'll do is I'll refresh the page and for some reason that, that'll typically fix it and having the visual builder reload. But that, that's definitely a glitch. Um, but I think that that's something that they'll, um, they'll fix in, in time. Um, something you said, Sarah, it reminded me uh, the way that you do your CSS. And I think that's a, a major benefit 
is um, when you are doing CSS, being able to put it in the, the page CSS, custom CSS box, and be able to see it update live. Um, and in a way, that's like what I used to do with the inspector, and now I'm able to do it directly in the builder and then just click save and have that um, automatically save on the page and just kind of be able to live, you know, write custom CSS. Um, and so I think yeah, that's still like thing. having the code in a style.css file. And right. so like I think there is challenges with putting all the CSS in a page. I still I don't know if I'm a little bit old school in that thinking, but I still think there's something to be said for putting CSS in a style sheet rather than in the actual page. But I don't know yeah. if I'm old school there. No, yeah, and, and what I'll typically do is I'll move it over either to the style sheet or to Divi theme options at least, so it'll be available okay. site-wide because um, otherwise you're just, you'd have to like redo it, copy and paste it into each and every page if you plan on using those same styles. So yeah, you're 100% right. Yeah. I think it's the, the potential challenge for newbies using the visual builder is that there is a potential for them to not realize that they're putting a lot of CSS code into one page and loading up that page with its own individual CSS when you could have just three lines of code in a style sheet instead of having it like continually adding it on every single page. Um, I think there's limitations and potential um, nervousness that I have for newbies if they just go full pelt in the visual builder. You mean if they add the custom CSS into the, the page settings in the visual yeah. builder? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just think there's a cleaner way of doing it sometimes. Like, I don't know if I'm imagining it in my mind, and maybe Terry might know a little bit more than me, but like, I just wonder if um, adding all of the individual little bits of CSS into every individual module, like, whether you would be better off to have site-wide padding and just tweak one or two here or there rather than having like changing the padding because it's so easy to do in the visual builder to just drag and drop it whether you would be better to like make a site-wide decision have it in a style sheet i worry that newbies will spend a lot of time just dragging and dropping things all over the place and adding unnecessary code but i don't know if i'm making that up but in my mind, I feel like that might be weighing a site down. Now, that, that makes an, an awful lot of sense. There's two ways to look at it. All of that CSS that you're putting into theme options or on the page itself, that goes into the database. So you're not actually loading a new file that's being served to the client. However, if you do just those few lines of CSS like you're talking about, you've got one style sheet that's loaded that is site-wide. On the next page, that style sheet's already cached in the browser, so it's not actually being served to the client again. And so what you're doing with all that page-specific CSS is making your database bigger also, like what we were talking about with the revisions. So Yeah, and, and that's not necessarily really even a visual builder discussion. That's really a, right. a page builder discussion because you could do the, the same method in the back end as well. Right, exactly. Yep. But yeah, no, those excellent points. Yeah, what, what I typically do is when I'm, um, first thing I go in and when I'm doing a build is as soon as I create a section, the very first thing I do is assign it a class. Then I'll look at it and I'm kind of like Terry, I have that multi-monitor set up. And uh, I typically, I'll assign it a class. That way I can 
quickly adjust and change everything right there on the screen as well. So again, it's kind of the same thing, just the older way of doing it. I think for those who aren't as familiar with CSS um, and aren't comfortable with inspector tools, we'll find they finally have that advantage of being able to do that, what we've been doing. And so, you know, again, for me, it's a, it's a matter of preference, but absolutely, I think that's cool. That's another good point. Very good point. Yeah. Um, um, Go ahead. Oh, no, well, I was just going to say, uh, well, I don't use it. Um, I used it when it first came out, um, a little bit in the beta, but not much. But of course, when it came out, I played with it for, I don't know, maybe like 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> the main reasons I don't use it, um, I, I'm sure it has its advantages that some of y'all have pointed out um, as far as like minor text edits, because I hear that from a lot of people. Um, but for one, at the, especially at the time when it came out, um, I didn't feel like I had the time to put into learning the tool uh, because of two, I like my workflow. I'm pretty speedy in the back. I didn't want to, I didn't see a need to really change that up. Um, and I was kind of busy with work. I just, it wasn't a time for me to want to troubleshoot at all. Um, and to be quite honest, the main reason I don't want to use it, um, I don't trust it. Uh, I see a lot of questions in the groups. I think it's still very buggy. I know it's still very buggy because I, I like I said, I see a lot of, of issues going on with it. Um, I'm sure that it's gonna be ironed out. I'm not worried about that. I know they're working on it 24 seven. Um, but as far as do I wanna, you know, make something that would take me 15 minutes turn into 30 just because I wanna say I use a front end builder. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> uh, You're not so, a groupie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure at some point I, I, I want to use it when I feel like it's it, it's just, you know, um, been worked on a bit more, maybe like 3.2. I don't know. But um, but yeah, so I'm not a convert yet. Uh, but again, I love Divi. I love everything else. I love the back end. So <laughs> I'm good there. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I really like Sarah's analogy with like typing and how, and that's kind of what it was like for me was I, I committed to uh, creating an entire site with it because I knew that like in the long run, I, I would be able to be faster. And so while it did slow me down initially, now I can confidently say that I, I'm definitely quicker in, in building and, and designing um, just in general, because I, I can design kind of in real time. Um, and so for me, it's kind of turned into something that would take me 30 minutes is now taking me 15, because I can, I just feel like it's, um, I guess a good way to put it is Apple, used to have a commercial that talked about um, when a user experience essentially becomes invisible, um, that's where the magic, ha I forget the whole quote, but basically the, the point that it was trying to make is when you don't really think about the interface anymore and it just kind of becomes an extension of you, that's when it's like, you know, where the magic happens. And, and that's almost what I feel like, you know, I don't want to <laughs> sound too much like a, a Divi fanboy, um, but that's what it, it's close for me at that point where I'm not really thinking about how to do something or um, it's I'm just doing it like I'm just kind of thinking. And, and I think that's, uh, you know, people that get really proficient in like building PSD mockups with Photoshop. Um, I, I, I think that's kind of a similar way where they're just so familiar with those tools and it just becomes so natural that they're not really thinking about the interface and the tools. They're just kind of doing and creating and so that's what the visual builder i feel like is becoming for me there is those frustrations and those little glitches uh, for me the the only bugs that i've experienced is um with trying to select 
an individual module. And that only happens occasionally, um, but by golly, it's one of the most frustrating things on the planet. So um, yeah, it's it's not fun when it does happen. It's like you're trying to select something and it just like won't select. And yeah. Hey Tim, have you ever had it where you've saved and it hasn't actually saved? Like a um, couple of times I've done something and then I've saved it and then I go and look and it's not there. And then when I come back, it's still not like, it's like it hasn't saved or something. That's one bug I've found and I have another to speak up later about. I see, yeah. I see that happen a lot to, or people asking about that a lot. Yeah, I yeah. haven't had any problems saving, but I am kind of an avid saver. I noticed yeah. um, like this happening in Divi theme options and it might have, and this could be probably the same thing um, in the visual builder, but like if you go and leave the room, your computer goes to sleep, your computer disconnects from the internet and you come back and um, you know, wake up your computer and you're back in the visual builder, um, it might not be connected um, to the database, um, to your, your website server. Yeah. And so I think that might be some sort of problem. Um, and so you, typically what I'll do um, is I'll, if I do that, I'll, I'll refresh, completely refresh the page and relaunch the builder so that I'm not designing and, and changing and making all these things and hitting save thinking it's saving and then actually have it not save at all. Um, so yeah. I think it might be something like that. Um, well, and for I think, me, I've just been in it. Like I haven't left the room. I haven't oh, gone really? away or anything. It's sporadic. It's not all the time. It's just been a couple of times. It, like, and I've just been literally there, like doing five minutes of changing, click save, go away. Nothing's changed. Come back, have to redo it. Then it saves and it's fine. Like it, it, there's a couple of glitchy things like that where it'll work 90% of the time and then 10% of the time right. it just... I don't know. It just decides not to respond. And, and that's I the 10% know. that I do not want to deal with. <laughs> exactly. And then the other thing is I've got a couple of sites where I have no idea why, but there's some pages, I don't think it's the whole sites, where it will not load the Visual Builder. And you click on, like, load the Visual Builder. And these are not new sites, so they're existing sites who are on maintenance. And I think I can make that change in the front end really quickly and I go to load the visual builder and it times out and says, no, nah, can't do it. Um, and I don't know what it is, but there's just some sites that, or pages, I don't know if it's pages or some sites, but it's like, it just rejects it for some reason. I don't are, know what that's Are about. these problems happening? Do you know, think it might be like a hosting thing? Like maybe certain They're all on WP Engine. Oh, okay. They've all got the same kind of plugins. Like I can't see any difference. They are from existing sites, so they're not brand new since the visual builder. But, and, and it, sometimes it's not site-wide, so it'll just be a particular yeah. page, does not want to load the Visual Builder, but then other pages are just completely fine. And in the end, I'm like, whatever, and I just go in the back end. I haven't explored it enough, but <coughs> I think it's interesting and frustrating, and I'm nervous that those kind of things will hold people off. Yeah. Yeah, well, I have a question. definitely can't be hosting because I use WP Engine as well. Yeah. Well, I have a, I have a question for us, so, because I kind of feel like, like, um, you know, the front-end builder is just the future of building websites. You know, everything evolves. And obviously, I'm massively more efficient, especially with things like Sarah said, which is when you get down to the fine-tuning details of opacity and colors, and it does take time to go back and forth, back and forth, even if you're hitting the preview button. So I personally think that um, going forward, we're probably going to see more more and more and more visual editors. Are we, you know, where do you see the future of visual builders? I think uh, it's like, 
Go ahead, Terry. Um, as long as it can become seamless, kind of like what Tim was talking about with the Apple commercial just a little while ago, I, I think it's a would be a huge time saver if you can do everything in the front end that you can also do in the back end. And then basically you're eliminating the back end. And David, I think you're right. I think it is the future because simply because it eliminates a step 95% of the time. Once it becomes near perfect, yeah. then I could even see myself, you know, staying out of the back end except for custom coding and stuff like that. Yeah. And if, if you kind of like go back to like pre WordPress and pre like, you know, CMS where it was only HTML and then, you know, uh, different things came along, you know, things like WordPress, um, and it was like something new and people were skeptical and, you know, it was different and stuff. And then, um, you know, eventually everyone embraced it and realized that, Hey, this is the better way of, of, of building websites. And then, um, if you look at even, you know, just a few years ago before Divi, um, and before other page builders where, you know, everyone was confined to the text editor and um, <laughs> using short codes to do columns and, uh, you know, having just to rely on CSS. Um, and then Divi comes out and it kind of changes the game, um, you know, and I, I'm sure there was a lot of people that were skeptical saying like, I don't know, like I don't like this new way of doing things. I think that's kind of the, the same thing is it's just like a natural progression, the next step of, of website building. Um, and so, like you said, David, I think it is the future, and I think it's only going to get better. Um, Elegant themes—they're—they're they're very committed to to making, um, you know, the best visual builder, um, not just for WordPress, but but in the world. And so, I think they're going to continue to refine it and and make tweaks and and fix bugs so that it can be kind of just an extension of of yourself, and where you know that user interface just kind of becomes invisible, and you're just creating. Uh, because you become so familiar with the tools. And then you've got tools like uh, Dreamweaver, which I used to be a big Dreamweaver fan. You can kind of almost do the same build your web page as it's a web page instead of writing the code. It's got the drag and the drops and the adjustments and, and everything else, uh, but it's not quite the same as a front end builder. But, you know, Adobe's been doing trying to do stuff like this for a long time and you've got all these other front-end builders coming out so yeah it's it's where it's going to be going for sure especially for uh, designers I think more so than developed coders well before I started um, using any ET themes um, I used theme forest and a lot of them come with visual composer and that was my my first and last page builder prior to ET and well to Divi, um, and they had a, a front end and back end option. I'm 99% sure I remember that, and I always use the back end then too. Um, and I don't know how long Visual Composer has been around. Um, certainly, it had been a, been around a while when I started with it. Mm -hmm. uh, I've I've only touched on Beaver Builder like once. Um, I've never used uh, Elementor or is. I don't know, is that a page builder? It is, right? <laughs> Can you remember? Um, <laughs> I should know because one of our friends is always talking about it. But um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I'm glad that, that ET has gotten their foot in this, in this realm now, but it's by no means some new realm, you know? It's not, <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah. Yeah. The makers of WordPress and, and Matt, they've been pushing this for some time uh, when they rolled out the whole theme customizer. That was the idea behind the theme customizer was to be able to encourage WordPress developers to have some sort of front-end sort of visual experience. And there has been this big push to move more and more settings into the theme customizer. And so what's happening is people are just taking that idea and rolling that into their own front-end visual editor. Right. Yeah, they, I mean, they, it, it's the way it has to go because otherwise Squarespace and those other ones are going to win out. Like, they just are. They have a way more fluid, user-friendly interface. When someone comes along and doesn't know what they're doing, they just make more sense than WordPress does currently. Even though WordPress has more flexibility, has more potential for small businesses to make the most of it, it, it I'm still coming across so many small businesses who are talking to me about Squarespace because they've seen how intuitive it is. And so for me, I mean, Divi's backend already is a selling point for me. So I haven't told any clients about the front end yet because I feel like it's still a little bit too buggy. But I think Divi's front end is going to be a huge selling point moving forward. And, you know, in six months or even a year, I think that's when I'm going to be starting to push the front end as being a really big selling point and might help me win clients over other people. And we, and, and we got to remember too that, like uh, Tim was saying earlier about how the evolution of WordPress, when WordPress came along, what that did was it didn't really, it sort of changed the game for existing developers, but what it did is it introduced a whole new generation to WordPress development that never had access before. And so people adapted and began to use it, but what really this is doing is this is reaching out to people who find what we're currently doing already too confusing and a little bit too hard to learn, learning WordPress in general. So what it's doing is it's just expanding the market in general. Um, is it, it going to be a game changer for old school people who have been doing WordPress? Probably not because they're going to be much faster busting out code and, and you know typing it up. But what, what, what it will do for sure is it will – touch a whole new group of people who never thought they could do this uh, web design, just like we, many of us never thought we'd be doing web design on this large of a scale, and now we are. So I, I think that's the big thing that I think visual editors are going to do moving forward, is reach a whole new crowd. Yeah, All that's right. a great point. And market potential. Yep. And we got to be there to train them. <laughs> oh, you got any ideas on that, Gina? Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Online awesome. courses. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this has been a uh, an enlightening topic for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm in agreement with with most of the people on the panel tonight, in that um, I'm really looking forward to the Visual Builder, you know, version XXX a few months from now when they have worked out a few of the bugs and stuff. So um, I think it's the future. I think Elegant Themes and Nick Roach are um, will continue innovating all of the products that they have, especially Divi. And uh, I look forward to seeing what they bring, you know, for the, for the next big thing. So do we have any final parting thoughts for tonight's episode? Just try, try it and see what you like. Yeah, mess around with it. Just play with it. I, I do have yeah. a final parting thought that I'll throw in there that is a little off topic. 
Uh, four of the panel here that are on the show tonight had a Divi meetup in Dallas, Texas this past weekend. We spent Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday together. Woohoo! And several other people as well. We, we had a really good time. Even Gino and Sarah were there in spirit. They had breakfast <laughs> with us one morning, and it was fantastic. Uh, if you have the opportunity to meet up with other like-minded people, I really encourage you to, to do it because it is a wonderful experience that, um, you know, you, you really don't you really can't um, describe what it'll do for you until you experience it. So yeah, it was really great seeing everybody. And that's yeah. it. It was wow. fun. It was enlightening. And yeah. Will, and actually, will, go ahead, Terry. It will be that way every time when you get a group of people together that have different skill sets, different talents, different workflows, you, you pick up something in just a very short amount of time it's it's overwhelming when you get done with your group meeting you need a day or two to process everything in your head and so make sure you're taking notes or videos or something when you do get together in these kinds of situations and it'll be it'll be worth your time and the takeaway is just phenomenal it, it really is one thing i will say is that you will be able to view part of that weekend coming up because we actually recorded a community episode for WP the podcast. Um, it's going to be episode six, so it's a little bit, a little ways away, but, um, you know, you'll get to see us kind of talk and in action experience that. So it's, uh, it was you know, awesome. Watching. A yeah, powwow. Yeah. Yeah, the powwow. Yeah, yeah. The Divi powwow. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, thank you so much for sharing your, your experience and your expertise. And look forward to next week's episode. We hope all of you join us. All of the things that we discussed tonight, you know, tips, tricks about the visual builder with Divi, um, takeaways will be in the show notes of Divi Chat episode 18, using the visual editor or not. Hopefully we may have, you know, it may be in using the visual editor. We may need to drop the or not off of the <laughs> right. top down the road. Yeah. So thank you so much. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>